Welcome to Stories from the Center of the Universe, the podcast about the human experience. Eddie Martinez Cunyon, welcome to the Center of the Universe. Thank you. I really appreciate you joining us. This is part of uh, an effort where the podcast has done a venture with Downtown National Association talking to small businesses about their small businesses. Uh, and so before we get into your PATH Counseling Center, which we'll spend most of our time talking about, love to learn a little bit more about you. Okay. Where are you from? Um, originally, I'm from Puerto Rico, but okay. I was a military brat, so I moved around a lot as a kid. And I've lived in a couple of different states on okay. military bases because of that. Any uh, are your favorite? Um, well, I guess Maryland ended up being my favorite because that's where I met my husband. Okay. My current husband. Um, and um, where most of my family ended up settling. So we, uh, I guess Maryland is close to our heart. Fort, it was um, Edgewood um, military base there. I'm sorry, is that Army or? Army. Army, yeah. okay. Yeah. 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 I don't think, is, the U.S. Navy's not in Puerto Rico. Uh, or is it? Yes. It yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Army certainly has some presence down there as well. Yes. So you consider Maryland and the greater mid-Atlantic area? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very cool. <laughs> uh, so when you were younger, what did you enjoy doing in your free time? When you weren't in school and weren't doing what your parents were telling you to do? I've always been a big reader, so I love to read. Um, and I read, like, very uh, out there kind of stuff, like sci-fi okay um so if it has like vampires and werewolves and that kind of stuff that's what i read um i get enough of the real life stuff in my day-to-day work so i think that that makes it better to get it's it's part of you caring for yourself Mm -hmm. yeah yeah the less real the better yes yes okay so i like to read to kind of escape and you know some of these other things a little too close to stories I hear on the regular, so no. <laughs> no, I, I get it. Uh, anything in particular about sci-fi? Like any specific parts of sci-fi? Like exploring space? That's so. That's it's funny because I would say that that's like the one area of sci-fi that I don't do a lot. So everything else I I can read about, like um, you said, vampires, werewolves, fae. I'm really into this new like Lord of the Rings on Amazon. The um, the Rings of Power, like okay. that kind of stuff. That just started, right? Yeah, that kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm really into that kind of stuff. But if it comes with, it has to do with aliens, I'm like, mm, no. So terrestrial, <laughs> like earthly sort of thing you're all into. Yeah. If you leave Earth, you're not so much. Well, probably because, you know, I don't know that that's so far. I don't know if that's fiction or not. Right? <laughs> ah, fair point. Very, very good point. All right, so you started your PATH Counseling Center how many years ago? Three years ago. Three years ago. So mm-hmm. it's fairly new. Yeah. What were you doing before that? Oh, I've worked in therapy, uh, well, counseling practices. Um, so we had recently moved to Virginia, um, and I was working at an agency that specializes in trauma and working with children, um, and also at a university counseling center um, before deciding that I've been doing this for a while, and why not give my hand a shot at doing just running the business myself yeah so you, you were you became an expert in counseling and therapy lots of different techniques lots of different uh, clients but business is a very different animal running your own business so <laughs> after three years anything about the business that you enjoy or is it really still the core thera- therapeutic work that you do um I definitely think that running the business I enjoy the fact that 
Uh, I get to provide an experience for customers. And so there's the work directly that I get to do with clients. However, I'm also responsible for lots of different clients having lots of different experiences through the providers that I bring into the community Mm. in my practice. Um, But just, you know, I love the fact that folks will walk in often to our offices and they'll be like, oh, this is so nice and I feel so comfortable here. Well, that was directly me. I did that. Um, So I think that it's definitely... um, been a neat experience to be involved in so many aspects of it before i was i was a, I was a worker bee and i was an important part of the, critical, the process it's critical yeah. Part, yeah um but now i i like the fact that i'm involved in all of these factors of it so it gives you breadth it gives you diversity mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah. cool are you the only employee no i've got um we've got admin and i've got um uh several uh therapists therapists when you said provider are these therapists coming to you from other organizations or they work for your company? Uh, they work for my company mostly. Um, there's a couple of folks that do um, some other uh, on the side. So they might do like in-home also. Um, some folks, um, you know, they, if they're working part-time for me, they probably have another um, place of serve where they work as well. They, they have some side hustle action mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is a... a very popular these days. Yes. Back in the day, we used to just call it, I have a second job. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds uh, a little more fun if it's a side hustle. Yes. All right, so why Ashland? Why did you do start your business in Ashland? So we were looking for space, and so my husband, who is a graduate of Randolph-Macon oh, College, okay. um, he has, uh, he's good friends because they went to school together uh, with John working, who okay. lots of people know. John's been on this podcast. Yes. Um, so he's a good friend of my husband's. And my husband had kind of reached out to him, I think, just to kind of pick his mind around, like, business-type stuff. And John goes, "Have you con- if you're opening up a counseling practice, have you considered Ashland? Um, and the answer to that up until then was no. <laughs> where, where were you guys living? We... Um, Live in around the Short Pump area. Okay. Yeah. So not too far. From not Ashland. too far. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, he was the one who kind of said, "Hey, you know." Um, and we're actually in the space that John's law practice used to used be. Used to be. In. Yeah. Yes. Because uh, he, you know, he had us come check out the space, and he talked about just um, how there weren't a lot of counseling practices in this area, um, not just in Ashland in general, but then north of Ashland, right? Yeah. Um, so this kind of was an underserved um, community, and it seemed like there was a lot of possibility to just really kind of become part of the community. And so, yeah. We... yeah I mean, within the town limits, there are, I think, eight or 9,000 people that live here, and then the surrounding areas, a lot more people. Yeah. Uh, and I agree with you. I think it's underserved, mm-hmm. for sure. All right, so you're in Ashland. Yeah. And you're, you're in Ashland to stay. Yes. Okay. Most definitely. <laughs> what is it about Ashland that, that uh, appeals to you after three years of running a business here? Oh, I, I mean, I love our, like, I love our area. I love, like, that downtown Ashland area. Um, it gives us the opportunity to, like, walk to different places and just kind of be, um, I guess, really, you know, in, in this town that is the center of the universe, we are in the center of the center of the universe, and I really like that. Um, and I think that just in general, folks have been very welcoming, and um, we've, 
I think, um, made some neat partnerships with uh, organizations like Circles of Ashland. Mm. Um, and no, I think that it's just been a great place for us. And I'm looking forward now as, you know, part of the downtown Ashland Association um, to be able to kind of continue those connections. I really want to be like part of the community here. I yeah. want folks to think about us. When you said center of the center of the universe, you're the center of the town, and I grew up here, I think of as where the railroad tracks intersect with 54. And you are three doors down from that intersection, right? Yes. So so it's center of the universe, then homemade by Suzanne, and then your, your company. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yes. It's prime real estate. <laughs> yes. Center, center of the center. Yes. It doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, that's what I think. So, no, I won't be leaving anytime soon. <laughs> so what has business been like the last uh, year or so? Uh, business is um, busy. We are busy. Like sometimes it seems like there's not enough of us to go around, but I think that that's kind of just in general in the mental health field with everything that's been going on. Um, is that pandemic Pandemic related, yes. Um, you know, COVID did a lot to disrupt people's lives. Um, people are dealing with a lot of, you know, just stress that comes from that. Um, plus, you know, just a lot of um, loss that people have had. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of, I think, and things I think that maybe people had kept under the surface for a really long time. Yet two years of having to isolate yourself from most humans and those things come bu bubbling up, I think. And that's kind of what we've been experiencing. It's horribly detrimental to a lot of people. Yeah. yeah and it makes you wonder like the next time there's something like a pa the pandemic, do we treat it the way we did treat it? And by the way, I I'm glad your business is doing well. Some of the reasons your business is doing well, maybe not so great, but there's ultimately down the road, this longer term balance that I'm sure you'd love to strike where yes. the business is viable, but you're also, helping people, but it's not so many people that it becomes overwhelming. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we, I'd like to think, and, you know, we always tell folks, like, yes, we're here for this kind of reactive stuff, but, you know, counseling can be a good place for proactive kind of stuff. We don't always have to wait until, you know, things get horrible before we seek help. That's a huge point. Uh, our community is not the only one who has had younger people take their own lives, and, of course, suicide is something that can affect people of any age, but it hits especially hard and in higher numbers, I think, in, in what I would call our youth of teenagers, typically. Mm -hmm. uh, and your point around being proactive is, is tremendously important. So if you're a parent of a teenager who may be struggling with anxiety or depression, uh, or you're that teenager themselves, what, what would you tell them? I would tell them to definitely pay attention to that. Like these aren't feelings that we just need to put aside or get over. Uh, I put that in air quotes because there's not a way to get over. I think that we need to actually talk about those and have conversations about those. And please, 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 like reach out for help. You know, there's uh, the local um, community services board. They have like a 24-hour crisis line. Um, or just reach out to us and we will help connect you to somebody that can help you. But I do think that acknowledge what your mind and your body is telling you um, because that's the way that our minds and our bodies ask for help. You know, so those, you know, the fact, you know, if you can't keep anything down or you're having a hard time remembering to eat, lack of appetite, trouble sleeping, just having these weird thoughts that you're like, where is this coming from? Like, reach out for help and ask somebody because those are the ways that our bodies tell us, hey, we need help. Yeah, and, and for teenagers in particular, it's not easy 
for all to reach out to their parents. Yeah. It's really awkward. And typically the last place a kid would go, they'd rather talk to a peer typically. Uh, and a lot of kids don't know that there are these uh, resources out there that can help them. Mm-hmm. And so I'm hoping in, in our own small way, this uh, recording will, will help people tap into those resources. Yeah, definitely. They can even, there's like, there's resources for um, texting if you're, you know, if you are younger and you you can reach out to some th- um, different um, helplines through text. Um, and now there's 988, which is the uh, national crisis line. So, yeah. You'd, and you don't have to tell your parents to reach out for that kind of help. You can be any age and yeah. you can dial 988 and they'll, yeah. they'll be there to listen and to help you in yeah. whatever way possible. Yes. I didn't know 988 was a thing. Yeah, it's That's recent. Great. It's a recent uh, crisis line, uh, national crisis line. So, yeah, folks should definitely reach out. And don't think that the only reason is if, oh, you know, I'm definitely about to hurt myself. Like, right. even if you are just kind of having these thoughts and you want to talk to somebody and see if, hey, is this okay? Is this normal? Like, reach out to somebody and, and, and you can talk to somebody who knows what they're doing and will be able to point you in the right direction. Yeah, if you're not sure whether it's normal or not, it doesn't hurt to reach out. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 988, that's huge. Mm-hmm. I, I've learned something for the month, I think. <laughs> that covers me for the rest of the month. That's awesome. No problem. Uh, all right, so when you think about your, your business and the work you do, Do you have an end state or like a set of objectives that you want to get to as a company or is it more, hey, you're going to adjust as needed as things happen? We've had to, I mean, since we've gotten there, we've adjusted as needed. So when I started, um, if someone had said, I mean, to be honest, if someone had ever told me I was going to own my own counseling practice, I would have laughed at them Um, because I did not see that in the cards for myself. But when we first came in, I couldn't, I didn't really see myself, I saw myself as a solo practitioner, not as a group practice. So we've adapted because the need was there and we've kind of grown to accommodate that. And, you know, I'm definitely open to if folks tell us that this community needs something else, I'm glad to have those conversations as well and adapt and grow with that as well because we want to be here I think that you know I I joke around but I do I want um, for folks when they think about mental health services to think about your path counseling center even if it is just as a way of going okay well we can point you in the direction of a more appropriate program if we can't fit that need but if that comes up a lot I want to know what that what, what, where is it that we're lacking so maybe we can fill that need? Yeah, you want to learn so you can adjust your business to meet that need. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's fantastic. All right, there are lots of, so I was reading your, your bio here, and uh, there are lots of things that your company covers. Um, and I, so depression, anxiety, grief, self-confidence, trauma, addiction, expressive therapy, which is one of the ways I imagine you uh, address the other things that I just said. It also says eclectic approach, which I want to explore, and then EMDR. So can you tell me about expressive therapy at a high level, what that is? Oh, expressive therapy is uh, kind of a broad category that we use to describe um, things like art therapy, things like sand tray, play therapy, things that, you know, sometimes music therapy, those kinds of um, movement. Um, So they're not traditional talk therapy. They're different ways that um, have been established as ways of expressing what's going on with you when sometimes the words fail you. Um, And so it gives folks a different way to kind of explore those things, process those things, um, and ultimately kind of reach catharsis on some of these things um, that they're dealing with. So yeah, we like the fact that it 
uh, both of our office locations, we have like dedicated spaces to do that kind of expressive work. So. Define catharsis. Oh, so catharsis is what we're looking for in therapy, which is for folks to kind of have that moment, uh, that aha moment. Wow, that's something that's clicked for me. Um, that's what we're, yeah, it's a and big word to say you've had that aha moment. You've reached a milestone. The journey's not over, though. No, but, the journey's but, not over, but but we've kind of, that's how, those are kind of those stepping stones along the way that we know we're, we're moving in the right direction. Okay, very cool. Hmm? Learned something else today. <laughs> All right, what is uh, EMDR? Oh, and so EMDR is uh, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, and it's a therapy um, developed a, um, in the 80s, but it's really focused on trauma and PTSD, although originally it was designed for anxiety. Um, folks may know or may associate it with like the idea of watching a pencil move back and forth and their eyes kind of move back and forth. Um, but it is a, a really specialized training in um, trauma and anxieties. Mm. Okay. So it's meant for things that are really deep impacts. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. And then uh, when I read this, I couldn't wait to ask you this. Yeah. When you say eclectic approach, what do you mean by that? So um, in therapy and with some therapists, you'll know that they'll, um, they'll tell you that they have like a specific uh, way of working with clients, either, you know, they're very grounded in a specific theory. Um, and I consider myself more of an eclectic therapist because I like to meet my folks where they're at and we kind of borrow things from different techniques and different theories um, to best suit whoever's sitting in the chair across from me. Um, so yeah. shouldn't everybody be like that? <laughs> I mean, it's, I think it's a fair question. Yeah. I mean, I would like to think that there, there's more, um, there is more flexibility nowadays. Um, and that therapists, you know, in general do come from more of an eclectic background. Um, for a long time, I think people were, it was like competing theories, like, no, mm. this is the best one. No, this is the best one. And maybe that we're all kind of acknowledging that, there's no such thing as the best one because everything might fit differently. Because we're all different human yeah. beings. Yeah. Humans are complicated at a high level, and, and when you get into the specifics, yes. yeah, I mean, you, I think you have to be eclectic to be able to meet their needs, at least to help them as much as you possibly can. Yes. Definitely. So when you have clients come in, I, do some come in and uh, they end up getting to catharsis in a decent place where, like, I don't need these sessions anymore? Uh, or this therapy anymore, uh, or do people say, hey, you know what, this works for me, whatever this is every time I come in or every time I interact or every time I do something that has been recommended to me, um, what percentage of the population that comes in mm -hmm. is sort of a one and done and how many kind of stick with it, uh, a program or a therapy for a long, longer term? I mean, it depends. I think some folks um, definitely, we all, I always say that in counseling, we start with the end in mind. So like from the very first session, we work on establishing like our treatment goals, mm -hmm. because that's how we know when we've gotten to the finish line. And for some folks, um, we have to adapt those goals because maybe some things come up during sessions that, oh, you know what, this is what I thought my main issue was but turns out it's a little more complicated than that um, and for those folks we just kind of well we stretch the finish line because turns out maybe we did meet this finish line but there's another one we need to get to um, and then for other folks I think um, they are just kind of 
like that's as far as I want to go right now and we always kind of leave the door open to say hey whenever you want to come back and then my other there I've got folks who are like I just really like coming here and having somebody who listens to me and I don't have to I, I would say this is the thing that I would say about therapy is you come in, you tell me all about your problems and you do not have to worry about how my week was, how my day's going, nothing like that. It's just about you. Um, and some people, you know, after they've been doing it for a little while, they're like, I kind of like that and I want to keep doing that. Even if there's nothing in particular, um, you know, going on, I just like the idea of having that space for myself. So. And it's a no judgment space as well. Yes. No judgment. Definitely. Whatever you tell me. It's like, okay, let's roll with that. Let's go with that. Very cool. You should start your own podcast, maybe. <laughs> I feel like there's so many therapists out there with podcasts. <laughs> Are there a lot out there? It feels like it. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, can a therapist be effective over a podcast when they're just kind of speaking into a microphone? Words of wisdom, I guess, or the real work happens when you're engaging one-on-one right yeah i think you know in podcasts just kind of like in social media and that kind of stuff we're giving like general advice like very general almost generic advice right for mental health topics versus yeah the real work happens i hope that everyone kind of understands that any advice you're getting on social media or podcasts from a therapist those are just somebody's trying to make them make money yeah yeah Yeah. and that's it's general advice but it's not specific to you and you know you should definitely reach out to somebody so you can get specific help for yourself yeah Yeah. right on all right so 20 years from now are you still doing this you think oh yeah definitely so is it the kind of thing that you're going to keep doing until you just can't do it anymore yeah probably that's great (laughs) So, so i imagine at the end of each day you're pretty tired yeah, I think so. Yeah, but I mean, it's a good tired. It's yeah. definitely, uh, it's a fun tired. Yeah. And you're rejuvenated each morning. Yeah. yeah. I love coming to work. Yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah. a great place to be. Yeah. And it's your business. And it's my business. So yeah. if things are going not so great, you have to look in the mirror. I do. I do. And, and then it, nobody to blame but myself. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's awesome. Uh, how many counselors total work? Oh, we're up to uh, six therapists now. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. So there's, yeah, seven, seven with me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So besides reading and sci-fi, other interests in your spare time? Oh, um, I love um, traveling. I love, um, I particularly love the ocean. Um, what is it about the ocean? So, you know, being from Puerto Rico, I think it's just probably a little genetic. It's in my blood, but I don't know. There's something about just sand and ocean and just the sounds and the heat that just are just a it's great calm. place to yeah, relax. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, what's the favorite, your favorite place you've ever visited? Ooh, that's a good question. Favorite place I've ever visited. Um, other than Puerto Rico, which I think I'm pretty biased about. Um, I mean, other than, <laughs> I mean, other than Puerto Rico and Ashland. Yeah. Um, I would say Costa Rica. Costa Rica is a very beautiful place. I've never been there. I've heard amazing things about it. Yeah. It's a very like beautiful, beautiful area and just very biodiverse and everyone's like super nice and friendly and accommodating. So yeah. And for Americans, English is spoken there too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Quite a bit. And, and you have uh, both coastlines, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's unlike any place on earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely, I think that's one of my favorites. Yeah. I would recommend Belize if you've never been to Belize. Oh. You should check it out. I've Belize. heard good things about Belize. Especially yeah. uh, San Pedro, it's a little town off the peninsula, off the main <laughs> mainland there. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. 
Oh, I've been there five times. So oh, wow. I'm actually addicted to it. <laughs> we'll have to check it out. Very cool. So uh, I, look, tell me about your family. You mentioned your husband. Uh, however you define family, tell me about your family. Oh, um, so uh, Lynn, my husband, um, said um, he's, like I said, a graduate of Randolph-Macon. And um, let's see, we've been married for 21 years now. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and then we've got two kiddos. They're both off at college, so we're doing that empty nest thing now. Um, Did they go far or they stay close? They went to Maryland. So okay. my son's at University of Maryland College Park, and my daughter is at um, the Maryland Institute College of Art. Um, okay. Yeah. So. And your daughter's the youngest of the two? No, my daughter is the two. oldest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Did they get along when they were younger? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, they're, uh, they, I mean, they, they have their little bickering, but... You, it's they're neat. They're two definitely peas in a pod. And they're <laughs> a couple years apart in mm-hmm. age. Two yeah. years, two years apart. So almost twins. Sort mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, yeah. That's so really they're cool. close. Yeah. And then you have siblings in the area too. Uh, so my brother is in Maryland. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. He lives on the like eastern shore of Maryland, and um, with his wife and two kids. So what does he do on the eastern shore? Out of curiosity, <laughs> there's not a lot going on there. No, no, there's not. He he actually works uh, for a hospital. He does IT work for them. Uh, so, but he gets to work remotely. Well, that's great. Uh, yeah. So he pretty much means he could work. He could live wherever he wanted. And he's near water. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. All the time. Yeah. Very cool. All right. So when uh, you retire and you look back, what do you want to look back at? What do, what do you want to have accomplished with uh, with your company, your Path Counseling Center? Um, I like that what I do for a living helps people. Um, and so, you know, the fact that I will be able to look back and be like, you know, I, I played a small part in helping folks with, you know, their mental health. I think that that's going to be... I mean, I think that that's what makes me happy now, and it'll make me happy in, into the future. And the fact that because we work with folks across the lifespan, right, um, we're able to um, help really young kids deal with stuff that, you know, other young kids shouldn't have to deal with, but the reality is that they do, and sometimes, or just helping folks um, later on in their life deal with things that have happened to them prior to that or maybe going on in the moment. So, yeah, just... Looking at that and being able to say I helped folks yeah. deal with that those big things. That That's awesome. How do people connect with your company? Oh, they can call us, email us, um, reach out to us via our website. What's your website address? www.yourpaththerapyallwrittenout.com. Okay. Yeah. It's a pretty good website name. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. Yeah. I mean, it should be easy to find for Yeah, folks. yeah, it should be. That's awesome. Now, uh, last question, and this is just a pure Ashland question. Mm-hmm. Do the trains affect what your business does when they come through? <laughs> so it's funny because I think that the first time folks um, hear it, you get that, what was that <laughs> question? <laughs> they obviously don't live on the tracks or yes. work on the tracks. Um, so folks who aren't from here, that to be fair, other folks, they're kind of, you can tell folks who are from Ashland because they don't even, it doesn't even yeah. phase them. Um, but for folks who are a little bit further away, you know, you'll hear the, what was that? But I think that after that first initial time, um, you don't really, um, 
you don't really get that reaction. Um, people, we just kind of get used to it. I think I've gotten used to it. So a lot of times oh, when yeah. folks will comment on it, I'm like, what? Oh yeah, that's the train. Three, <laughs> three years. Yeah. yeah. You're, no. you're, you're two years and 11 months past being uh, yeah. bothered by being it. Being shocked by it. Yeah, I can definitely tell when their trains are moving a little faster than, uh, they're, supposed to. than they're supposed to, though, I, mean, I will say is, that. This little town here, they're not yeah. supposed to go, but so fast. Yeah, so I can definitely tell when that's going on. We have, like I said, uh, in the sand tray room, we have all these miniatures that we use for sand tray. And if a lot of them have fallen over, I know that there's gone. There's some trains that have gone a little bit faster than they're supposed to. In there. Yeah, I guess there's nothing technically that prevents them from going faster except for the human being that's the engineer for the yeah. training yeah very yeah. cool well eddie it's a pleasure meeting you thank you so much for spending the time doing this uh especially after a full day of work no problem um, really do appreciate it and i hope people check out your path counseling center um, post pandemic or, or any other time going into the future yeah thank you awesome <laughs> If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts. We'd also really appreciate if you'd rate and review us. You can find us at scodopodcast.com.